And to Jesus be the glory and the honor and the praise. And thank you for joining me today for this very exciting teaching. The rise of the Antichrist. You know, I want to talk to you about the coming days on earth. And I believe God is going to show us some powerful things today. So thank you for being with me. And dear Jesus, thank you for your word. To you be the praise, Lord. Touch our hearts afresh. Renew us. Quicken us. Glorify your name. In our life, through our life, throughout the world, we give you all the praise. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Let's go to Daniel chapter 2. I'm going to show you the statue right now that we're going to read about here in Daniel 2. So if you gentlemen can put the, there we go. Okay. Now, this is what Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, saw years ago. Something close to it anyways. And I'm going to teach on this because I'm going to show you what the Bible has to say about the coming days, and the rise of Antichrist. So let's begin. That's Daniel 2, beginning at verse 31. And here is Daniel explaining to the king what he saw and what it means. So he says, And thou, O king, sawest and behold a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before you. And the form was terrible or awesome. This image had, the image's head was of fine gold, his breast, his arms of silver, his belly, his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part iron, part clay. Thou sawest still that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and break them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold broken to pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, so that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole, the whole you know, earth. Now, in verse 38, he says, he begins by saying, you're the head of gold. You, Babylon, are the head of gold right here. And then he says this. I'm not going to read verse 39 of chapter 2. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. Now, this is the Medes and the Persians right here. Babylon, the Medes, and the Persians. This is Greece, because it says... And I'm going to read it again, verse 39. After thee will arise another kingdom inferior to thee, the Medes and the Persians. Another third kingdom of brass, right here, which shall bear rule over all the earth. Now the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaks in pieces and subdues all things, and as iron that breaks all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas you saw the feet and toes, part of part of clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with mighty clay. Now, let me just explain this here quick. So, Babylon, Medes and Persians, the Greeks here, and then the Roman Empire right here. The Western and Eastern Roman Empire. We're going to talk about the toes in just a second because this is where we are going to. 
And this is what's being formed right now before our very eyes, precious saints. But let me just uh, finish reading here and let's go back to verse 42. And as the toes of the feet were part iron and part clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with, with mighty clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And then it says this, this is very important, verse 44, but in the days of these kings, what kings? Those here, which we're going to talk about in just a second. In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it will stand forever. Now, I want to read something for you, and I'd like to give you the name <clears throat> of the book. This is on the book of Daniel by Raymond uh, R. Duck and Larry Richard. And I'm going to read for you what these men said in this very, very powerful. Now, these are kingdoms that have come and gone, including the Roman Empire. This is what we are looking right now on earth today being formed before our very eyes. And this is why I'm teaching on the rise of the Antichrist. I'm going to take you to Daniel 7 in just a second. But let me just read this from this book. This Gentile world government will probably be an EU-led, restructured United Nations with two main divisions and ten divisions. It's sometimes called the New World Order. Now, we've just read in Daniel 2, it says... And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. We just read that earlier. Let me read what they say about this in this book. The fifth and final Gentile world kingdom. So, one kingdom, two kingdom, three, four. This here is the fifth. This is the fifth, which we are seeing developing before our very eyes right now, saints of God. So let me read this. The fifth and final Gentile world kingdom will lack uniformity. It will be partly strong and partly fragile, signifying a precarious mixture of strong old Roman Empire nations and weaker non-Roman Empire Nations. Let me show you something quick. Can we have the map of the old Roman Empire quickly, please, if possible? Okay, so this is what was the old Roman Empire. You see, all the dots going around is the old Roman Empire. Some of these nations, most likely five of them, will come from this right here. Another five are going to come from outside the old Roman Empire. Why? Because it's a mixture of iron, old Roman Empire, and then clay. So fragile, 
one strong, one fragile. The iron is symbolic of the old Roman Empire. The clay is symbolic of non-Roman Empire nations. So it says they will be brought together by treaties and agreements. Now listen, I'm telling you, this is happening right now before our eyes. What I'm showing you and what these men wrote in their book is happening right now. What the Bible says in Daniel 2, I'm going to look at Daniel 7 in just a second. It's incredibly amazing. They're going to be brought together by treaties and agreements that will have the outward appearance of unity. But these treaties and agreements will fail to tightly bind the nations together. Discussions about a new world order are actually discussions about a one world government because that's what you hear all the time now. Many, uh, many people say globalism means global corporations or global standards or global trade, and things like that. They're right, but that is just part of the story. Globalism means global cooperation to deal with hunger, poverty, to protect the environment, to protect natural resources, to, to settle disputes. So globalism, which is being talked about now, which is being formed, can, can I just have that back, that the statue, please, if possible? So globalism is a system of global rules and regulations, and that is one world government. This is what's coming, and this is what's being formed right now, and this is what the feet are all about. Now, I'm going to explain something in just a second, but let me just finish reading this. World leaders have already, I'm still reading this book, or parts of the book I just gave you, world leaders have already created a world bank, a world health organization, a world trade organization, two world courts, the International Criminal Court and the International Court of Justice, and an international monetary fund, the United Nations is already asking for a world constitution, a world currency, a world income tax system, a world military, a global identification number or mark, and a global ethic religion. This is happening now, saints. World leaders are already in a vital debate about the restructuring the United Nations with one of the main proposals being to increase the number of permanent members of the Security Council to 10. <laughs> this is what is so amazing to me because the United Nations is talking about increasing the permanent Security Council members, which are five right now, they're, they're wanting to increase them to 10. The five permanent members of the UN have veto power. The United States, Russia, UK, China, and France are the five permanent United Nations Security Council members. Now they're talking about increasing it to 10, meaning they're going to give 10 nations veto power. Now, you remember the, the uh, map I just showed you. Can I have the map of the old Roman Empire one more time, please, gentlemen? Because I want to show you something. Now, within 
the border of the old Roman Empire, the five nations existed at that time, except the United States and Russia. Now, it's very interesting, saints of God, that the old Roman Empire, some of the nations were a part of it, and now they're going to add five more to the number of five, making ten. And that is what is meant by the clay. So, the old Roman Empire, iron. Those outside, clay. Okay, let's go back to the, to, the, to the statue again, if you don't mind. Some world leaders, I'm still reading before I go back to the Bible, some world leaders are already calling for global management and the rule of world law. Now, this is what is so amazing, is they're already talking about changing the way the United Nations has been running. I want to read something. Oh, let me, let me say something here that I think is very, very important. Let's go back for just a second to Daniel chapter 2. And let's look at verse 43. Listen to the words, because often I think people miss what it says here. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, old Roman Empire, Nations outside the old Roman Empire making tent together. And this is what is believed is that it's going to be the ten members of the Security Council. It says, And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with mighty clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Now, this is a very interesting portion here that I'm not sure that a lot of people pay attention to, but listen to what these men say about this in the book I just mentioned. But if you say the mention of the seed of men is an indication that the instability will be the result of fallen angels or demonic activity. Wow. The Bible does teach that demonic activity will be a major problem at the end of the age. That's in 1 Timothy 4, verse 1. Satanic worship will play a big role in the government of Antichrist. That's Revelation 13. So we know that already. In Daniel, the Bible is clear on what is about to happen. But I'm going to go to Daniel 7 with you in just a second. But let me also read something else from a friend that was a dear friend to me, he's in heaven now, named Grand Jeffrey. Grand Jeffrey wrote, The Club of Rome, the Trilateral Commission, and the Council of Foreign Relations each use a ten-kingdom administrative model in their plans for the coming world government. Now that is written in one of Grand Jeffrey's books, one of the, fi- uh, one of the finest prophecy, current prophecy, eventual prophecy uh, Bible teacher I've ever met was Grant Jeffrey, a precious man from Canada, by the way. I, I used to have him on This Is Your Day a lot back years ago. But he says that in the book of Revelation, the prophet John revealed that the Antichrist 
and his ten-nation confederacy will rule the world for seven years, and that's true. Now, we are looking also today, and I don't know if I'll be able to finish everything today with you, so we'll have to continue tomorrow, but I want to read from Daniel 7 very quickly. Okay, let me just kind of put it together for you quickly. We have, we have already seen the rise and fall of the Babylonian Empire, the Medes and Persian Empire, the Greek, and the Roman Empire, east and west here with the two legs. We are now seeing the bringing together of the feet that are a mixture of iron and clay. Iron, old Roman Empire, clay, new nations that were not a part of the old Roman Empire. Now, and like I said, possibly from what I just read earlier to you from this book, that it's going to end up being fulfilled when the Security Council is formed into 10. We'll wait and see this. It's already begun to happen. We haven't seen the fullness of it, the completion of it, but amazing events already are, are happening. Now, in Daniel 7, beginning at verse 3, Daniel saw another vision. He himself saw. Now, the first one, he was explaining to Nebuchadnezzar what he saw and what it meant. Now, here we see where Daniel sees four great beasts coming out from the sea, diverse one from the other. The first was like a lion, had eagle's wings. That's Babylon, we know. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked. It was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man. A man's heart was given to it. So that, Babylon. Verse 5, Daniel 7. Behold another beast, a second like to a bear. It raised up itself on one side. It had three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. They said, Arise, devour much flesh. Okay, so the first is Babylon, the lion with two wings. The second, the Medes and Persians. Now, here it says that this bear had three ribs in its mouth. What are the three ribs? Well, the three ribs are the Medes and the Persians had three ribs, and they are Babylon, Lydia, and Egypt, overthrown by the Medes and Persians. So who are the three, three ribs? The three ribs are Babylon, Lydia, and Egypt that were overthrown by the Medes and Persian Empire. Then it says in verse 6, I beheld, and lo, another like a leopard, Greece, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had four heads, and dominion was given to it. So now we see what he sees like a leopard coming with four wings and four heads, and that's Greece. The four wings, by the way, are symbolic of the speed of the conquest of Alexander the Great, and the four heads are symbolic of the four divisions of the Grecian Empire uh, after the death of Alexander the Great. How amazing the Bible is. It's just, wow. 
So he sees the leopard, Greece, he sees the wings, the speed of their invasion, he sees four heads. What is that? The four divisions of the empire, which were what? Greece, Turkey, Syria, and Egypt. So the Grecian empire was divided into four different, really, nations. Greece was one, Turkey was another, Syria, another, Egypt was the fourth. Now, I'm going to begin talking about verse 7, then we have to continue tomorrow because there's a lot of information about this, and this is the real part we need to look at. After this I saw in the night visions, I'm reading Daniel 7, 7, and behold a fourth beast. Now, this is a beast that is not described to us. It's a, it's a nondescript beast, symbolic, of course, of the Roman Empire and the future rise of the new old Roman Empire. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, the fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly. It had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. It was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. It had ten horns. Wow. Now, the ten horns would line up with the ten toes of chapter 2 of Daniel. But now he sees ten horns rather than the ten toes. But look what he says here. I considered, verse 8, the horns. And behold, there came up among them another little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of men and a mouth speaking great things. So here we see the rise of Antichrist out of the ten horns of this beast he saw, which he could not describe, which was the old Roman Empire. But now he also saw ten horns, like the ten toes of Daniel 2. But one horn comes up, which is Antichrist. Now, we're going to have to wait and talk about this later. But this is what is happening today, ladies and gentlemen. We are seeing the formation of the feet and the toes coming together. We're seeing the coming together of old iron, old Roman Empire nations, new clay, new non-Roman Empire nations coming together, possibly through the United Nations. Possibly, as we read earlier from the book that I read, the new Security Council, permanent members of the Security Council. Now, we know there are 15 members of the Security Council, but only five permanent members of the Security Council. So you have five members who are permanent, U.S., Russia, because of the victories of the Second World War, England, France, and China. Now, we are about to see prophecy getting fulfilled so fast. And by the way, like I said, there are 10 rotating rotating members of the Security Council that are not permanent. So most likely, 
the, the, when the five permanent become 10 permanent members, then we most likely will see the fulfillment of the 10 toes complete. This is what many believe. It's, it's really to be seen. Uh, many of us have believed it was the EU, but the EU has grown much more than 10 and so on. But now we are looking at new things happening on Earth. You know, prophecies understood, future prophecies understood as it happens. You can look at the past and fully understand it by just looking at history. Babylon and Medes and Persians and, and the Greeks and the Romans. That's, but now the new, you don't know it till it happens. Now, I'm going to continue tomorrow because I'm going to continue with Daniel 7. Make sure, please, to be watching and make sure to tell your friends because I believe it's time to really understand the prophecies of Daniel because the accuracy in them is unbelievable and so needed and so powerful. They've been so misunderstood, but the coming of the Lord is so close, saints. And Jesus, I pray, prepare us, Lord, for your coming. Not one of us will be lacking. Not one of us will be wanting. Not one of us will lack in any area spiritually. We give you the praise, Lord, that we will be strong when you return. You're able to keep us from falling and to present us before your throne, blameless with joy. To you be the, all the praise. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. We'll continue tomorrow, but now I'm going to ask you to give to the Lord's work. Listen, it's become more important now to give than ever before because we see the future. We see the dangers ahead of us. We see prophecy fulfilled so fast. Tomorrow I may, I may talk about a little bit of what's happening with Israel because I think it ties in with what we're going to talk about tomorrow. But it's time to give. Saints, it's time to give to the Lord. It's time to sow seed to secure our future financially. We, we secure our future uh, spiritually by prayer, by reading the word, by walking with God in, in holy living. But we secure our future financially by giving to the Lord's work. By telling him, Lord, you are number one. You are the one whom we worship and adore. We declare your ownership. Every time we give, we're declaring the Lord's ownership over our lives. That's what we're doing by saying, Lord, I give to you of my money, meaning you're Lord of my life. I, I, I'm declaring your ownership over my life because to you belongs everything. Let's do it now and secure your future financially financially with sowing seed into the kingdom of God give it shall be given give it shall be given unto you that's what Jesus said so Lord bless them as they sow seed in your work to you be the praise the glory and the honor now listen just before I say goodbye if you don't if you don't know the Lord this is the time to give him your life this is the time to live a holy life this is the time to surrender to the Lord your whole heart and whole being. So will you just say, dear Jesus, I need you. If you don't know the Lord, come on, just say, Lord, I need you. 
Forgive my sins, sweet Lord. Come into my heart and save my soul. Wonderful Jesus, I give you my life completely. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll continue the teaching from Daniel, and I know it'll be a blessing. Thanks for your love and support, and bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades, making the move from analog television to digital broadcasts, HDTV, the internet, streaming live events, and social media. Today's fast-changing, bold new world brings an entirely new set of challenges. What we did in 1974 when this ministry began, or in 2000, or even 2022, will not be effective in 2023, and who knows what 2024 and beyond will bring. Benny Hinn's ministry has been at the forefront of each innovation that provides a better way of taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world more effectively and efficiently. Today, more than ever before, we stand on the edge of a bold new world. From the beginning, the Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. This is a new hour. This is the Joshua generation. Now I want to tell you something. The first thing God said to Moses is go down. The first thing he said to Joshua is arise. We're not a people who are going down. We are ones who are rising up. Even with controlled temperature storage facilities, time has been the enemy. Tape warping, decay, housing detachments, cracks, shredding, and breakdowns happen. Older tapes break, disintegrate, and require surgical type methods of restoration. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. To God be the glory. A conservative estimate to finish this digitation process is a million dollars to restore the final 30% of these disintegrating tapes and move everything over to a much more permanent digital format. The project, already started, can be completed fairly quickly. Imagine, if you will, what could happen if all of our digitized material could be used to translate everything into every language on Earth. It is possible. Even better, how exciting would it be to translate these materials using the same voice as originally spoken, yet in all of the different dialects around the world? Pastor Benny speaks several languages, but imagine if his teachings became available online with him speaking in Swahili, Mandarin, Portuguese, Belarusian, or Cherokee. This amazing AI tool will be useful around the world. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come until the Lord returns. And with artificial intelligence tools that can translate all of the digitized materials into languages around the world, we can truly fulfill our Lord's great commission. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. It's time to finish the job. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all.